Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the Oslo.com NHL DFS Strategy Show. This is going to be a sprint today. We've got 11 games to discuss. I'm Jake Hari. I'm joined by Michael Clifford. Slim Cliffy, you might know him as. What's up, Cliffy? How did last night go for you? Uh, only went single lineup last night. Uh, went Buffalo three, so uh, my single lineup didn't. Uh, it went Tukarski and Net, so my single lineup uh, didn't do very well. But um, I still believe in that call. I, one thing Josh and I talked about yesterday was uh, Buffalo three's potential ice time. I think one guy was at sixteen, and Jeff Skinner was over twenty. So they got the ice time. It's just you know, obviously they're not a very good team. Yeah, uh, you know, Skinner didn't do a whole lot, but yeah, you mentioned the ice time. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. Maybe we could go back to some Jeff Skinner. There's going to be some stuff on the other side that people are going to enjoy. Um, and so we've got a number of topics. We'll hit on all the high points today. And then if you got any other additional questions, uh, join us in Slack afterwards. Cliffy and I are around. We've got a bunch of really good subscribers. Uh, if you're looking to get in uh, for a package, osmo.com slash join is how you do so. And then always, uh, I should mention this. We've got a uh, promos page. If you go to osmo.com slash promos, you can see any current promos we have going on. Um, so if we forget to mention them on the show, you can always check back there. If you're looking to sign up 
get a little bit of a deal. Uh, did not have the Andrew Kopp, uh, I guess it was a hat trick. It was a four-goal game. Um, so I, I wasn't in on that one. And his linemates didn't do a whole lot. But, um, yeah, not a good slate for me. But that's all right. These 11 gamers, these Thursday night slates, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about. But I think if you're just playing the best plays uh, and, you know, you're correlating and not playing the uh, overwhelming chalk at every single position, you're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. So feeling pretty good going into this one. Uh, Any additional uh, or any uh, initial thoughts off the top here on this 11 gamer, Cliffy? Uh, all I'll say is that I really enjoy the slates where um, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl aren't playing on the top line together. <laughs> I really yeah. enjoy these slates with no Edmonton Oilers because it just takes one more automatic uh, slam in uh, decision away from me. It, you know, it, it kind of removes the ability for me to make bad decisions. So thank you for that NHL. Yeah. Um, Josh Harris in chat posted some funny messages uh alabama jones just joined team awesome i don't know if that was for our show or for the nba show but welcome uh if you guys want to join and get some free avatars uh some like osmo avatars and stuff some badges i believe they're called you can just click the join button right below uh where you see me and cliffy on your screen um other things that we've got going on uh this is really important we really need your help here we need you to subscribe to the channel you know, some of the people here at also, we've been down a little bit because we got to 50,000 and now all our subs or, you know, prospective subs are just kind of uh, coasting a little bit. And we don't want you to coast, subscribe to the channel. That would make Cliffy and I very happy if everybody watching this right now and watching on delay could subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you feel so inclined, hit the notification bell, because then you'll know when we go live for NHL, PGA, MMA, uh, NBA. Of course, we got a bunch of content coming up for NBA right after this show and the NFL when it's in season we've got everything so subscribe to the channel it's only going to help you out it is the number one way you can help us out uh, for free if you're not quite ready to join uh jock market is the presenting sponsor of the NHL strategy show they've turned daily fantasy sports into a stock exchange they allow you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all your shares at the end of each night um they've got NHL they've got PGA they've got NBA and you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second uh, of every match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold during the game based on your own analysis. The promo code, if you want to sign up, this is the important part. The promo code is NHL 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer for the Osmo community, so make sure you take advantage today. Again, Osmo NHL 20, $20 deposit bonus. Not many sites doing deposit bonuses. So you're going to go want to go check out Jock Market. Let's get into this 11 games. It's going to be a sprint, but uh, we're going to get through this in about 50 minutes. Islanders, Bruins 2.5 implied total for the Isles, 2.7 for the Bruins. Could be Varlamov, could be Sorokin for the Islanders. Rask going for the Bruins. Um, we've got 25K Boston 1 tonight. What are you doing with this one, Cliffy? Is there anything you're interested in here? So Boston's – anytime Boston's on a slate, they are always of interest. Um, I just don't think this is the particular spot to do it. Uh, like, even with the Islanders and their injuries of late, like, um, if you look at the, what they've done over the last few weeks, they're still top 10 by expected goals against uh, per 60 minutes. 
Uh, when you look at actual goals against, again, still top 10, um, the one of the least penalized teams in the league. Like, this is just a really, really bad matchup for Boston. It's one of those things I would never say that somebody's stupid for playing Boston one. They're one of the two or three best uh, lines in the league. You know, that's why they're priced where they are. I just have no interest in this matchup. And in fact, I don't have much interest in Boston altogether. Their depth has actually been really bad, um, especially over the last month or so. Like if you look just the, the month of March with, without the top line on the ice, Boston is generating 1.5 expected goals per 60 minutes, 1.1 actual goals per 60 minutes and a shot uh, expected goal share under 45%. Like the depth is just getting absolutely run over here. So um, out on Boston completely really on this slate for me on the Islander side, I have a little interest in Pajot and Wallstrom. Wallstrom is a guy that I was high on as a prospect and, you know, I always worry about somebody coming into the Islander system, but, he, you know, where he was playing 9, 10, 11 minutes earlier in the season, he's up to into the 13, 14 range regularly now. Him and Pajot play the same power play unit. Um, so I'm probably going to have a little bit of Wallstrom and Pajot in some of my more expensive stacks. Um, Ryan Pulak, like, um, he's a defenseman that we talk about sometimes, but um, he still hasn't hit the five-shot bonus in a single game this year. It's... It really is kind of bizarre. So um, as far as what we do on the blue line, like I think I might just correlate uh, something like Letty with my Pajot uh, and uh, Wallstrom lineups and, you know, maybe put in some Adam Pellick. The one guy I'd say I have a lot of interest in as a punt, um, depending whether or not he plays is Thomas Hickey. Um, Hickey is a guy that uh, he's typically a pretty good shot blocker um, and he's min price. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a min price guy that might be able to get to the shot block bonus, I think Thomas Hickey's the guy. Yeah, I actually have Hickey in a bunch of my lineups so far. So min salary. I mean, yeah, you're looking for blocks there. Maybe you, you donk an assist or something like that. Boston one, um, they're they're always fine to play. Like they're just always gonna be in play, I guess. They're just extremely expensive. And if I'm going way up, I think I'm probably going to Colorado one, which we'll get to in our last game. Uh, so I just think I'm going to run out of lineups to where I get to a lot of Boston one. They're very low owned. They have a good chance of being a top two stack. Um, you're going to have to find the really cheap filler. Uh, and that's the problem that I'm finding there. Don't mind the uh, Islanders three call Paggio, Bavillier and Wallstrom or two men um, with either of those guys. I don't really have much interest in uh, aisles one or aisles two here. Like it's just kind of an ugly game. One of the lowest total games on the slate. And so I'm probably getting uh, my exposure in other ones. Um, but yeah, just wanted to mention Boston one. Like they're never a bad play. Like this is not a spot where you need to completely avoid them. I just think if you're using our projections on the site or any sort of projections, you're probably going to like uh, other spots a little bit better. Anything else in that one? Uh, no, that's probably it for me here. All right, let's go to the Rangers and the Flyers. 3.3 implied total for the Rangers, 3.1 for the Flyers. Chesterkin and Hart are your goalies. Uh, Flyers played, was that last night? Or I think it was two nights ago. Couturier scored a couple late goals. Yeah, it was two nights ago against the Devils. Uh, they didn't match opposing top competition. They didn't match the, uh, Jesper Bratt, Paul Mary line. With Hughes, they matched with Zajac and had a really tough time with them. The Zajac line, I think, was the nut line 
uh, on the night uh, that slate. So um, are you worried about Couturier's health here? And are you worried enough to go to some Rangers with this big total? Yeah. Um, I am really worried about Couturier here. Like the first thing, like this isn't something that we're just speculating about, right? Like the team itself said that he's injured. Um, and the beat writer said that it was a hip injury. Like we know it's a hip injury, right? We just don't know the severity of it. Um, and you're right about the line matching. Sean Couturier for years had been the shutdown center uh, in Philadelphia. The last two games, they've been throwing him out against the depth. Um, it seems they don't want him in that shutdown role uh, anymore. And it's probably a good thing for them. If you look at that top line's numbers this month, 1.9 expected goals, four per 60 minutes below average, 50.4 expected goal share. Like it's not bad, like, but for a Sean Couturier line, it's horrible. Um, it's pretty clearly there's just something not right there. So without that shutdown line, there's really not a lot from the flyer side that scares me. Like, I guess like Giroux, Hayes, and Konechny could be a tough matchup, but it, like Konechny's like Hayes is a fine two-way center. He's not elite. He's nowhere in the Sean Couturier range. Travis Konechny is a great offensive player. He's not great defensively yet. And, you know, Claude Giroux's career is kind of on the downside. So like it, that's not a matchup that would scare me away uh, from Rangers one. And I'm going back to, I'm going to Rangers one here uh, on this slate. I wrote up Mika Zibanejad. Uh, in the power plays article today for Osmo.com, uh, his ice time, like consistently over 20 minutes a night um, of late. Um, again, I'm not super concerned th- about that matchup. And it's the ownership that's really taking me here. Um, we have them coming in under 5% uh, total. One of the better uh, leverage spots on the slate. We have them top five for leverage. So uh, I really like the the Rangers here. The one concern I have is that Philly hasn't been taking a ton of penalties this month. But Philly, Philly's goaltending has been a, a complete disaster for most of the year, uh, especially the last month or so. So um, no concerns uh, on, uh, the, on the Philly side for matchup or goaltending. So I'm going to Rangers one. Give me Sabanejad, Kreider, and Buchnevich. I know they are a little bit expensive, but I think there are more reason, reasonably priced lines elsewhere on the slate. And the, them being a little bit expensive takes away ownership from them, especially on the road. So I'm in on Rangers one here tonight. I don't know what, like the Philly third line kind of interests me, but I don't know if I want to get down that far on an 11 game slate. I wonder what your thoughts are on that depth here. The Philly third line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, are you see, first of all, are you seeing it as Patrick Lindblom and Voracek? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th- that looks like it got updated on the lineup builder. Um, I don't mind digging down to some third lines on big slates like this. Like, you know, I mentioned Colorado one and, I don't think I'm going to have Colorado one in like 30% of my lineups, but you know, in the, the few Colorado one lineups that I do have, that would be a pretty good pairing, especially with the high implied total th- over three goals. If you, like you've got real players here. It's not like, you know, you're playing three scrubs. Um, they're really cheap. Like I think we, we like Voracek to some extent you like Lindblom um, and then Patrick's min salary. So I don't mind the call, especially going up against the Rangers depth, which isn't uh, very strong. And then with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Rangers 1, I, I thought I would get to some more of them. And maybe I'll end up forcing some in. But I got to more Rangers 2 so far, at least. Just a little bit cheaper with Kako. Uh, twenty six hundred bucks there, but I, I mean, I'm worried about Couturier as well. Like that's pretty telling that they couldn't even shut down the Zajac line or, or generate that many chances against them. So I think something's clearly wrong there. I mean, we know something's wrong, but to what extent, we're not exactly sure. I think that that could be a, a pretty big detriment to these Flyers, and that's why you're seeing the big total for the Rangers. So no, no issue with either of the top two lines. I got to the second one just a little bit more. Um. And then Fox goes with either of the top two lines. Uh, I'm still going to play some Truba and probably going to get to some Calendre Miller for 2,700 as well. Just a guy that's going to see ice time, block some shots likely, and uh, 2,700 playing top pair with Fox. Not too bad of a spot there. Uh, Philippe Myers on the other side, 2,600 going back to him a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm coming in at a pretty low exposure to most things in this game. And Surprisingly, we're not seeing a ton of ownership in this game, despite it being one of the few six and a half totals. I think one thing with the Flyers is like you can make a case for three lines, right? So when you can when you have so many lines that can score, it just really dilutes the ownership. And I think you're seeing low ownership on the Rangers just because of the price of the top line. I don't think people want to pay close to 20K for a line on the road, like almost regardless, unless it's like the Leafs going into Ottawa, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that one very soon. Uh, we've got the Devils and the Caps, 2.5 implied total for the Devils, 3.4 for the Caps. Blackwood and Vanacek, your expected goalies here. We've got Kuznetsov with Ovechkin and TJ Oshie, Backstrom with Verana and uh, Tom Wilson. I think everyone's going to like the top line for the Caps. Uh, I think you might like the second line a little bit uh, with Verana uh, playing with uh, Backstrom and Wilson. What do you think about Caps 2? And then do you agree with the Washington 1 popularity that we've got so far? Yeah, so Caps 2 is kind of based just on Vrana's, like Vrana himself. Like I wrote, a, he's a guy, another guy I wrote about in the Power Place article this morning. And I wrote about how his production is just truly amongst the elite in the NHL, like on a per 60 basis over the last three years. Like we're talking, his goal scoring rate is up there with Pasternak and, and Matthews. Like it's just utterly ridiculous. It's just, he doesn't get the ice time uh, commensurate with his talent. And that's the, that's the kind of what, what concerns me here. Like I would love to stack that Washington second line, do something like Vrana Backstrom with Ovechkin, but I'm just concerned that Vrana is going to play like 13 or 14 minutes. So I think, like as far as that second line goes, I'm more on board with one-offing Verona than I am with stacking the line as a whole. Like I think it's, I think in this matchup, especially with New Jersey's penalty kill, you really want to get as much of the power play as possible. So um, I'm going to be going to that top line, but I will be, uh, it will be some power play stacking, right? Like I won't be, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be having some lineups with both Ovechkin and Backstrom in them, even though they're on separate even strength lines. And I think. I think the ownership is going to be somewhat reasonable because people aren't um, people really like to, you know, shove in lines that are fully correlated. And if getting Kuznetsov is still skating on that second power play unit and Kuznetsov, I think is the guy I want to talk about the most here because that top line as configured now was pretty bad last year, but Kuznetsov himself was pretty bad last year. And we've talked about his resurgence. 
I just looked earlier. His play driving offensively is two standard deviations above the league average. Like he's been just great this year. So I don't have a lot of concern that Washington one won't be able to generate a five on five. So I have no problem stuffing in Kuznetsov with Ovechkin, especially where he's almost $2,000 cheaper than Backstrom, right? Like it, it's a significant saving. So um, it, you know, where Ovechkin still sometimes plays on power play too, like Ovechkin or Evgeny Kuznetsov is still going to get some power play time with him, not a ton, but still some. So, you know, I, I do like that Washington second line. I just worry about ice time. So I'm more on board with like one offing Jacob Brana than stacking. And like I said, I'm going to be in uh, on the Washington top line um, on New Jersey, on the devil's side. Like I just really don't have a ton of interest. Um, <laughs> seems like every time I say I don't have interest in the devils, one of their lines pops a couple goals and Kelly Canuck thinks the 5k or something like <laughs> that. So maybe he'll pop it again here tonight, but I don't have a lot of interest. Washington's been one of the best defensive teams in the league uh, for a few weeks now. So um, I think there are better spots to take advantage of cheaper prices. So I'm out on the devils in on Washington one. I wouldn't mind going to the Hughes, Brat, Palmieri line on the devil side, just to get them out of the way. Uh, I rarely get to the Zajac line. Just I think it's because the lack of power play time. They are dirt cheap. They do generate uh, decent chances offensively. Actually, pretty good. Uh, they're just terrible defensively. And that brings me to the Caps side. I think Caps 1 is probably going to see a lot of time against that Zajac line. Um, and then Backstrom against the, the Hughes, Brat, and Palmieri trio. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the problem I usually have with Caps 1 with the Ovechkin lines uh, is usually just that they don't generate very well at 5-on-5, five five, but I think this line's going to be able to. So I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, you get two guys in the top power play, and you you always mention that uh, Kuznetsov will play some with Ovechkin on that second unit because Ovechkin plays on both units. Um, so you could stack them up with Carlson pretty nicely. I think good chance, uh, probably about a 50-50 chance that the Caps one ends up as my number one stack on the night in terms of exposure. And then I was coming in at about 8% on caps two. So I'm feeling pretty good about them uh, judging on where their ownership's at only, you know, probably like three to 5% ownership. So I'm going to be above on them as well. So I really, really like the caps, uh, usually a, a caps hater, but uh, I'm all over them tonight with this 3.4 implied total. Anything else in this one? Uh, no, that's probably it for me. I, you know, if you want to go with um, Blackwood and Net, I think that's fine. Seventy one hundred, um, just to counteract a little bit of that Washington ownership. But he's not a guy that I'm, I'm, you know, forcing into my lineups. All right, let's go to Carolina and Columbus. Three implied total for the Hurricanes. Two point five for the Blue Jackets. Vidalkovich on the back to back against Corpusalo. Blue Jackets lines, I don't know what's going on with them. They've got the three-wing line. It looks like Felino with Bjorkstrand line A. They might have changed, uh, you know, since we got on the show. Like, you just never know with them. And then Carolina going with their normal line, still no Trocheck for them. So, Stahl with Svechnikov and Jesper Faust. Aho with Niederreiter and Neches. Do you like anything in this game? I'm not seeing one player other than Patrick line A with above 5% ownership. Can you talk me on anything here? So I mentioned it in our Slack earlier today. In context neutral, Columbus one is uh, my best value line of all top lines, like based on projected points per dollar. 
And that kind of scares me because I haven't run my crunches yet. And even when I add in the context, like home and away and, and opponent strength and all that, like I know there's still going to be somewhere in the top five. And I know I'm going to end up with like 20% max Domi or something like that. And I'm going to just cross them off and I'm going to take them out. There's just nothing I like in this game. I like as much as I want it, like I say that Columbus top line is a great value. It is if they were to play 60 minutes together. Yeah. But what's the likelihood that they're going to play the entire game? So that's why I can't really recommend stacking any. You can't recommend stacking any line from Columbus. You can recommend using players. Like I would one off line A eh? because if he catches a hold of a couple of, a, you know, two or three pucks, he can change an entire slate. Like I have no problem with that. If you want one off somebody like Max Domi because of his price and because he, you know, he's slated to start on the top line. Um, I have no problem with that either. I just I can't get I can't get on board with full stacking anything from Columbus and on the Carolina side like I mentioned it to you before the show Columbus you know they're a punching bag earlier in the year but over the last month um, 11th by expected goals against per 60 minutes Mm -hmm. which works out to about 2.1 better than average Um, and over that span they're better than a team like Minnesota so if if this were if this matchup were Carolina going into Minnesota how much interest would you have in Carolina? And that's, that's the question. That's the way I look at it. And the, the answer is none. I don't have any interest in playing, you know, a nearly 18 K Carolina one line. I have no interest in playing Carolina two uh, with Jordan, you know, with Jordan Stahl still priced near five K, you know, he's still riding uh, his bender from earlier in the season, Dougie Hamilton over $7,000. Like, I just don't think the prices are commensurate with where Columbus has been playing of late. I think they're more commensurate where with Columbus was a month ago. And because of that reason, I'm just out on both sides. Yeah. I think if I was making limited lineups tonight, I probably wouldn't have much of anything here. Uh, I will say I'm a little bit higher on Carolina two than you. It sounds like, so we're showing like two ish percent ownership on DK for them. I think it's a reasonable price. Get Svechkov and install top power play. Now the problem is, if you want to four-man them, I don't really recommend that just because Hamilton is 7,200. Um, I'll be playing some Seth Jones one-offs probably for 4,900. I, I never know what to do with the Columbus lines. In fact, I crunched like an hour ago, and now the lines have, have uh, changed on Fantasy Country with them. So even when you think you got them right, uh, they're, they're constantly being updated. They're just really frustrating to get to on an 11-game slate. They're nothing more than – uh, like fillers here and there, Columbus one and two, uh, that is. So I think I think we're all good there. Uh, we did get a super chat from Grade A Flicks. It says, uh, has been a profitable two weeks on FanDuel with cash and satellites, sixth place last week and 200 last night. Ready for the big 777 on FanDuel tonight. Thanks, Jake and Cliffy. Yeah, that's really nice. $10 super chat, very generous. And then we got uh, another... Nice message here. No super chat, but Diplomat Motel says, just want to say thank you guys for your help. I don't think I've said that yet. And I've been on here for a good minute. Wouldn't drop in consistently if you guys weren't helpful. Chat's being very nice to us. So uh, let's get some more likes. It looks like we've only got about 30. I think, you know, we when we were asking for likes uh, a lot back in the day. We were getting to, uh, you know, a hundred or uh, a couple hundred um, at times. So as my mouse is frozen, let's see. You, do you have a Mac, Cliffy? No, I don't. Okay. If you have a Mac and you have any sort of dust on and you don't have like a mouse pad, uh, sometimes your mouse just doesn't work. So, you know, there you go. 
had to fix that really quick. But uh, yeah, third world problems there. Um, third world problems? No, first uh, world problems. Yeah. There you go. Uh, right. You know, it's hard to talk on here. People judge you and stuff. You know what it's like. Oh, um, yeah. Did you see my show yesterday? It was a disaster. I mean, it was a disaster, maybe. No, I, I thought it was a good show, actually. Until you got to the Jeff Carter portion of the show. <laughs> my gosh. And that's right when I had to, uh, I missed part of the show. It was on a, a different uh, call. And uh, yeah, then I tuned in just in time for Jeff Carter. So I saw that you were interested in all three LA lines. And that was good enough for me. So I locked in LA and uh, called it a night. Didn't they end up winning last night? I don't even know. No, they lost 4-2, oh. I think. Okay. Yeah, I was asleep, woke up, saw that I got about 20% of my entry fees back and uh, just logged out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Grizzlock greater than Yossi, Seth says. Wouldn't be a show if Seth wasn't talking about Grizzlock. Uh, all right, let's go to Toronto and Ottawa. We have a 3.7 implied total for the Leafs, 2.8 for the Sens. Jack Campbell and Philip Gustafson. Uh, I don't, is Murray eligible to start tonight? He's 6,500. I think you, you mentioned there was a couple goalies that were 6,500 for Ottawa. If it's not Gustafson. Yeah. I think Murray's still hurt. I don't think he's coming back yet. I think it'd be one of Forsberg or Hogberg, which who would be 6,500 on DraftKings. And like, that's kind of the tough thing about this game in particular, right? Like i I wouldn't play a 7,000 Gustafson playing back-to-back three and four uh, against Toronto, but I would definitely have interest in a 6,500 Forsberg or Hogberg um, in any matchup as long as they're rested. So, like, I just watch for the Ottawa goalie confirmations. Like, we talk about cheap goalies that'll face volume. Toronto's been shooting more over the last month or so than they were earlier in the season. So, I think their goalie... Stands a good chance of seeing uh, some, you know, shot volume here tonight. Anytime a goalie 6,500, they should have interest. GPPs or cash games, doesn't matter. Um, Ottawa put Kachuk, Norris, and Dodonov together yesterday. And that line, thank you. That line has a lot of interest for me. Because all, wa- all I've been waiting for is, and it's funny, I, I slagged Chris Tierney on the show yesterday, and then he scored the game-winning goal. <laughs> So I, you know, I'm just sitting here talking about waiting to get rid of Chris Tierney. And now Josh Norris is here. Um, Like Norris, I think is their best center. He was over. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Point per game in the AHL last year. Like, this guy is a proven prospect. Like, Evgeny Dodonov, I don't think we need to go. Like, he hasn't had a great season, but that's what happens when you play with Nick Paul and not Alexander Barkov. Like, <laughs> your, your production's going to take a hit. And Kachuk is obviously still one of the best uh, left wingers in hockey, especially in the fantasy game. So I really do like that Kachuk Norris the Donov line. The only thing here is that Toronto doesn't take a ton of penalties, right? So it's not like Ottawa. It's not like Kachuk finally having a winger that's on the power play with him uh, is a tremendous boost to his value for you know this particular matchup. Just because Toronto doesn't take a lot of penalties, 
But like with um, Alex Galchenyuk on the second line and with Wayne Simmons on the top line, I think those lines are weaker than they were earlier in the year, at least defensively. So I don't think, I think there's a little bit, you know, I think there is a chance that Ottawa can do something here. I just prefer Freddie Anderson would be starting instead of Jack Campbell. because Jack Campbell kind of scares me for Toronto. Um, as far as the Leafs go, I'm probably going to be out on the top line. I don't really like, again, I've talked about it before. I want to, I want to see Matthews healthy with a healthy wrist before I pay 9,200 or stack his line for over 20 K um, on any slate. So I want to see how he fares here tonight. I'm going to go down more towards the second line. Uh, Galchenyuk with uh, Nylander and Tavares Um, you know they have good numbers they haven't been great but I don't think you need great numbers against the second and third lines from Ottawa so I'm in more on Toronto too here tonight Um, on the Ottawa side like I'm gonna have one or two of that Kachuk Norris the Donoff line you know to at, at the very least I'm gonna have Kachuk uh, and the Donoff because they do get correlation even mm-hmm. if they don't get a lot of power plays yeah, I, I was giving you the thumbs up. I don't know if I was on screen. Uh, oh, I saw that. I, you, I was giving you thumbs up uh, on Ottawa one. So when you mentioned them, uh, I I like them as a full stack or as the two man with uh, Dodonov and Kachuk. I think that's uh, a really nice two man for ten three there on DraftKings. Regardless of who they go up against, um, I think they'll be able to generate some chances. Uh, I don't know what I want to do with Toronto one at this own this projected ownership. If, if all these guys are going to be in double digits on this slate, then yeah, I could talk myself into Matthews not being healthy. Do you really want to pay those prices? Uh, I, I think they're probably going to come down a little bit, um, but may, you know, maybe I'm wrong on that. And maybe people are a little bit soured on Pitt because their full stack didn't go off last night. So, um, you know, they're going to be one of the more popular lines, I think, but uh, I still have some interest in, uh, in Toronto one, probably out on the other Ottawa lines. Uh, Galchenyuk 2,600 with Tavares and Nylander makes that line affordable. So I'm going there a little bit, but I don't think, I think if there was a priority play for me, it would probably be Ottawa one for me in this game. So uh, a little bit weird because the total, you know, they're almost a full goal uh, projected less than the Leafs here, but uh, really good pricing, reasonable ownership on a Kachuk and Dodonov. So I like it. Uh, Shabbat 5,400, Riley 5,900, not the most intriguing options in terms of just like uh, looking at those guys as one-offs, but they can go with uh, either of the top lines if you are, if you, uh, if you are going there. Anything yeah, else here? I, I really like pretty much like four Ottawa defensemen out of this game. Like I like Shabbat. If you're going to put in like Dodonov and Kachuk, you want to get that power play correlation. That's fine. Um, Riley and Zub, both played over 20 like they're both over 20 last game if not both over 22 um, if I'm not mistaken uh and Nikita Zaitsev is a shot blocking machine and his price came down from the last game from 4400 to 3700 and Zaitsev was a guy I wrote up on the power place article this morning um you know he's good for pretty much two blocks a game if he can get that third against the Toronto team that shoots a lot um he starts to approach value so I honestly have interest in four different Ottawa defensemen here tonight if I did just like Shabbat, I would say Shabbat, I would just correlate with like Kachuk to Donoff. Uh, Zoom or Riley, I would just put in as a punt in a, you know, as a one-off. And Zaitsev is a guy I would put in if I had, you know, 4K left over and a D spot to fill. I had no problem putting in Zaitsev. That's the way I would justify those defensemen. All right. Yeah, that, that's reasonable enough. Uh, just keep an eye out for the uh, Ottawa goalie. This is, we're still in the seven Eastern starts. So we've got one more 
and then uh, we'll do a quick break and then move on to our last five in about 23 minutes. So uh, we'll fly through this one. Sabres and Penguins, 2.2 implied total for the Sabres, 3.8 for the Penguins. Could be Tokarski. Again, he did a pretty good job for a couple periods last night. And then, uh, you know, like he was just getting peppered. So can't really fault him there. He's 6,700 if he plays. DeSmith probably going for the Penguins. It was Tristan Jari last night. Um, no uh, no Kapanen, is that right, for the Penguins? Yeah, Kapanen got injured. Looks like he's out tonight. Okay, so McCann probably going to take over that power play one spot. And then you've got Chalk Pit one. I mean, can you talk me off pit one or are you just, are you there with everyone else? Uh, no, I'm not there with everyone else. Um, I mean, like, I'm not going to say don't play pit one. Like pit one is obviously in a good spot. They're probably in the best spot on the entire slate here tonight. Um, it's just, I think everybody else is going to realize that too. Like, um, we have their ownership in the high teens. I can see that sticking very easily. Like people are going to go right back to the well here. I don't, um, I don't see reason to believe that they wouldn't. It's just an ownership play for me. That's the only reason that I'm not on Pittsburgh one here tonight. I just want to avoid that 50 to 20% ownership. Like, I think I'd rather, like, honestly, I'd, I'd rather play Boston one than Pitt one here tonight. And I mean that. Like, I'd rather just, I'd rather take the line that's going to be 2% rather than the line that's going to be 20%, even though they're in a worse spot. That's just kind of the way that I look at it um, on a slate. Like I, it's really hard for me to justify playing any line that's going to be so high on, on a big slate. And I realize that if they go off that I'm just I'm sunk anyway, but um, that's just kind of the way I'm justifying it. And like, I'm just wondering how many losses the Pittsburgh power play, you know, can lose. Like they lost Malkin, they lost Kapanen, you know, McCann gets on there last night and they actually score goals. So maybe he'll be fine, but I'm just wondering how many more players they can lose off that power play before, you know, things start getting a little bit more stale again. So like uh, Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh won great spot. Like I said, best spot on the entire slate. The only reason I'm not used, only reason I'm not using them is I'm concerned about ownership. I'd re- there are other lines I'd rather stack at their ownership level. Um, on the Buffalo side, safe to say I'm going to be on the, you know, on an 11 game slate. I don't have to dip down to Buffalo three here tonight, so I'm not going back to Curtis Lazar. Uh, but I do want to make mention that Casey Middlestat was on the top power play unit. He's still super cheap for Buffalo, and Jeff Skinner played over 20 minutes last night, and his two highest uh, minutes uh, games of the season have come under the new coach. So. Uh, if you want to play Jeff Skinner as a one-off, because he probably will get to close to 20 minutes again, I have no problem with that either. Yeah, don't mind the uh, Skinner call, call there. We were talking about him uh, a little bit before the show and right at the top, if you guys missed that. So it's probably in this game, just pit one or nothing. Um, I you know I know people don't like to do this, but I'm right around where the field's at on pit one. But you know, based on the way that I make my lineups, I think I'll have a bunch of unique ones in there. So you know, they're not 30%. They're closer to 20 and probably under 20. There's an 11 game slate. There's Colorado, there's Toronto, there's Chicago that we've yet to get to. So I'm not too worried about them being like way more chalky than the next chalkiest stack. Um, so I think I'll be able to get unique with them. Um, and they are priced up a little bit. So it's not like you're getting them at a discount. They're, they're probably gonna be up there with Washington one is my top stack. So I'm just playing them and just moving on, getting a little bit weird with my defense, maybe leaving Latang off a good amount of my pit one stacks because he, he ends up handcuffing you a little bit if you put in that those four guys. Old Mikey Matheson looked good last night, man. He was rushing the puck all over the place. And here's the thing. With Kasperi Kapanen out, Josh and I talked about it on the show yesterday. The Pittsburgh depth isn't very good. Like, so I think 
you know, again, I don't just overlook the Sabres. Like if Jeff Skinner at 2,800 is going to play 20 minutes against terrible depth from Pittsburgh, like he's definitely in consideration. So again, I'm out on mostly Buffalo, just one offing. Just don't, you know, just don't X them out entirely on the slate is my one uh, piece of advice. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, even if it just allows you to get to, uh, you know, another stack, if you're talking about like playing some of these fillers. So I know I try to go out of my way to not, x teams out sometimes if they're popular and i just think it's wrong i will x teams out on some bigger slates like this but i haven't really seen teams that i'm doing that on uh just yet uh all right before we move it on to our final five games just want to mention that if you guys have missed out on the first week of march madness uh it was a 29 uh, 29.99 package for the entirety of march madness so you missed the first week. You're, you're feeling sad because, you know, you missed out on the screenshots. Alex Baker tweeted out a screenshot using Matt uh, Jeske's projections. Well, we have decreased the price for you. $9.95 for the rest of the tournament. You get college basketball projections. The tournaments are still good on uh, the various sites. So you're going to want to take advantage. Not a lot of people have access to projections too. So you're going to be well ahead of the game. Uh, so if you don't have the Platinum Pass already, Sign up for our March Madness Pass for $9.95 through the rest of the tournament. And then we've also got uh, ownership projections for free today for NHL. So if you haven't checked those out, if you want to see what's behind the paywall, one of our tools is the ownership uh, projections we project. Every player that we think is going to play. Same thing with NBA today. Those are also unlocked for anyone. So if you're looking to see, maybe looking for an NBA uh, package and you're looking for an NBA show right now, well, it's coming on in about 22 minutes. So uh, just hold tight there uh, and then check out the ownership projections while you wait. MMA fighter projections as well. So if you're playing MMA this week, I've been playing some MMA DFS uh, for over the last year, got into it a little bit and had a good time. So the guys at the site do a great job. Uh, the rankings are going to be free for today only. Panthers, Blackhawks, 3.4 implied total for the Panthers, three for the Hawks, Bobrovsky, Lankinen, Chicago one chalk. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, um- wondering what's going on with this Panthers total because I was really taken aback when I looked this morning and I saw they opened it like three and a half or whatever like it's come down a bit during the day but there's no Alexander Barkov here and like I know Florida or I know Chicago has you know their play has kind of declined over the last three or four weeks but this year with Barkov and Verhage off the ice Florida's generating under two expected goals per 60 minutes like there's just no there's just not a lot going on at five on five all their damage is being done by the top line or the power play. So, you know, with no Barkov there, they have no top line. And, no, and I don't want to say they have no power play because our boy Alex Wenberg came through for us on the power play in the last, last game. Oh, it's... <laughs> so, you know, they still have a power play. But I I, I honestly don't get why um, that, that total is so high. I hope it drives some ownership to Florida because I don't have any interest in Florida uh, without – I don't want to say that. Sorry. I have a, I actually do have a little bit of interest um, down on that Wenberg line. If he's like, if he's going to play power play one minutes, then yeah, I do have interest in, in Wenberg, uh, Hornfist and, and Huberto. If that's a line, I saw Huberto jump to the top line last game. So it might just be, you know, Vitrano, Wenberg and Hornfist or something like that. But at least now um, you get Wenberg on that top PP unit. So like, I don't hate putting like a Wenberg Hornfist Yandel line together, but I'm not playing Florida personally. I'm out on the Panthers uh, almost entirely on this game. I'm in on Chicago, especially where their prices have come down so much. Like it wasn't long ago that both Kane and DeBrincat were well over 8K, right? Now we're, DeBrincat's down to 7,100. 7, Kane 
in the mid sevens on DK, it's a little bit more reasonable. So yeah, I'm with, I'm with those guys or I'm with you. Sorry. I do like Chicago one. I do like the chalk. Um, I do think there are ways to get different with the chalk. Like this is a case where you can throw in brand, like Carl Soderberg was a guy I wrote up this morning for my power plays article. You can throw him in. Brandon Hagel is on the top power play unit. You can throw him in. Uh, I'd even feel fine with like putting like a Kane to bring cat Kubelik line, even though they're not on the power play or the same line together. Like I think Kubelik, um, he's just one of those guys that can put up two goals by himself. He doesn't need great line mates. So I'd even be fine with something like that. Um, there are enough ways to get different uh, with the Chicago, uh, with the Chicago stack that I don't think you have to be too worried um, about ownership, even if they come in somewhere between 10 and 15%. Yep. I think it's good shock with uh, Chicago one without Barkoff here. It's been a revolving door uh, for the center on the top line with the Brinkat and Kane. So I feel a little bit better about Suter, like full stacking Chicago one because he played with them all last game. Uh, but yeah, you can throw in Soderberg there if you want to save an extra 400 bucks. Um, and then Florida, like, by the way, if you guys didn't get the Barkoff news, you're not alone. A lot of people missed out on that the other night. So that's one of the more tilting scratches. I got him in, I got him out in all my lineups except one uh, out of my 150, which I think is pretty good. He, he had one in the util spot that I missed. Uh, but yeah, you had about a minute or so to react. Uh, but we did have an alert in premium Slack and a lot of people ended up getting him out. So just another reason to join premium Slack is a really, really great resource. Cause we've got people scouring Twitter and sharing news uh, at uh, various hours of the night. The way I'm treating Florida tonight is that they've got a 3.4 implied total. I don't really believe in the lines, but if the ownership's going to be this low, uh, Vegas knows more than me. So if they're going to score three plus goals more often than not, in this spot uh, and these prices at, at these ownerships, I don't really care about the names that much. So not a huge Achari guy, not a huge Mason Marchment guy, but whatever they, they're playing with, they're playing with Huberto uh, 6,600. Wenberg's playing top power play minutes. I'm fine with, with a little bit of Wenberg, a little bit but it only know. took three, it only took two months to get from Wenberg socks to I'm playing Wenberg. I love well, it. I mean, I don't know. You can look at my exposures on lineup study. I think I play like max, like 5% of them. I might get up to like 6% Weber tonight. So getting a little bit crazy. Um, I'd probably have some interest in Florida three if there was any power play time on any of those guys. So Duclair has been in the doghouse. I mean, for is 5,600, not playing with Barkov. That's a little bit tough to stomach. So probably just Chicago one and then Florida one and two. I like them both at their ownerships. So I do like this game quite a bit if it's gonna you know if our ownership projections are even close to accurate let's go to detroit and nashville 2.4 implied total for the wings three for the preds grice question mark sorrows question mark i don't we never know what these teams but roman yossi is back in our lives he is one of the highest owned players of the night rightfully so 6400 going up against the red wings talk to talk about how great yossi is tonight um I don't have any Yossi tonight. Oh. <laughs> wow. um, okay. I should probably explain why I have no Yossi tonight. I don't have him yet. Okay. I'll just say that. All I did, like I crunched my lines right before we came on the air. I haven't even looked at them. Um, I'm pretty sure he's not in there because I'm not in so much uh, on the Nashville top line. Here's the thing. The Nashville top line this year, 1.6 expected goals for 43% expected goal share. Those are bad numbers. Um, the Nashville second line 
has been just outstanding together. Small sample, but 3.6 expected goals for per 60 minutes and 33 minutes. Now, or yeah, 3.8, I think. Now, if you take if you take just a sample of Granlin and, and Arvidsson together without Philip Forsberg, because they did play with Forsberg a little bit earlier in the year, Granlin and Arvidsson together, 67.7% expected goal share this year. Now, a lot of that is probably due to the fact that they're playing depth lines, right? Like the top line with Forsberg and whomever's been there has typically taken the matchups. But they're going to do the same thing again here tonight. And Nash, that Nashville line got mostly Detroit three in when these two teams played a couple of days ago and just completely throttled them. Like Granlin got one goal and he had a second goal that was called back just because I think Yarncroft just kind of clipped the goalie skating through the crease or something like that. So they called goaltender interference. Like it could have been a two goal night for Granlin. They just ran right over uh, Detroit three. Nashville one is going to be matched up against Detroit one. That's what's taking me away. Uh, from Nashville one here tonight and that's what's getting me to Nashville two and that's what's getting me uh, away from Roman Yossi unfortunately Um, it's just I'm going with the cheaper defenseman that that might correlate better so like I don't have a problem with playing Yossi somebody told me they're playing 30% Yossi tonight I'd say that makes complete sense to me it's just the way I built my lineups tonight at least to this point Um, I don't have him in my lineups but that like I said that Nashville second line absolutely dynamite so far this year i don't see any reason why they wouldn't be uh keep going uh against the depth from detroit so give me some nashville too yeah nashville too is the line i had circled for this game so you mentioned the numbers the matchup is great it's just you wish that they all played top power play but that doesn't always work out they're getting some secondary time if you want to stack uh nashville two with ekholm that's a very affordable two man uh if you wanted to get the three guys on the secondary power play or you, i guess you could stack uh, line three with at home as well, if you wanted to do that. So Yossi and at home, both, uh, both very solid plays for me. Uh, did I say at home was 4,000? I think I read off his FanDuel price. Let's see what he's at 5,700. So a little bit more expensive, but, uh, I do really like Nashville too. uh, Nashville one, all plays on the top power play. So I, I thought there'd be a more popular filler. It looks like they're not there quite yet. Maybe because of the middling total, just three goals at home. But you mentioned the matchup against Detroit. I think that's one that they might struggle with here uh, at five on five. Uh, the problem is that's the line that plays or they're going to play the most with Yossi five on five and uh, power play. So I'm getting to some of them. Yossi's my highest owned defenseman. Feels nice to be able to just throw that in uh, because, you know, he's just the best. Yossi's the best. Everybody knows that uh, 6,400 is I think in, in all seriousness, it's not high enough uh, of a price, especially for an MME play. So that'll be my guy this evening. Uh, I'm good on the Detroit side outside of maybe some Detroit one, but it looks like they're, we've been projecting them uh, to get quite a bit of ownership recently. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that with the 2.4 implied total. Yeah. I'm just out on Detroit. I have no interest here tonight. All right, let's go to the Blues and the Wild. We've got a 2.6 implied total for St. Louis, 2.9 for the Wild. Uh, let's see. Bennington, Cam Talbot, those are your projected goalies. Minnesota lines kind of up in the air. They played yesterday afternoon. We know what St. Louis is going to do. Um, what do you like in this one, if anything? Uh, I think this is our time zone tout game of the day. All right. Um, Minnesota, this makes five games and eight nights for them. They're playing on a back-to-back and it's been across two time zones. Um, before the show, I was telling you about how some beat writers have speculated and talked about how the team has looked really tired 
I mean, five games in eight nights makes sense that, you know, they'd be tired now. Um, you know, and this was one of the teams that had to deal with a lot of uh, COVID cases earlier in the season. So now that the schedule is getting crunched, now that there's no practice time, there's a little time to rest. I mean, that would kind of make sense. Um, we don't know exactly what the Minnesota lines are going to be, but um, one of their beat writers did tweet that Rask, Zuccarello, and Kaprizov had a meeting just to discuss like tactics and stuff like that, like go over video, et cetera, et cetera. So I assume Rask, Zuccarello, Kaprizov at the very least stays together. So if you want to stack Minnesota, I mean, they're the line that you would probably go to most often if you're going to stack Minnesota anyway. So it's nice um, to have them, uh, to have that correlation. I have a little bit of interest on the St. Louis side here. Now I say that and St. Louis just has looked bad lately even with Jaden Schwartz back, like I look, it's only been three games with, with, since Jaden Schwartz has been back. But those three games have been two against San Jose and one against a very injured Vegas team. And St. Louis is rocking a 41 expected goal share in, in those three games. Like, but that's with Schwartz back. That's with Tarasenko back. That's with Robert Thomas back. Like, that's with all those guys back. I still don't know what's going on with St. Louis, but the thing is, they're still way too cheap, right? Like, um Tarasenko Shen and Schwartz coming in under 15k it's hard not to play them at that price so uh I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get to uh, either a little bit of that line or a little bit of the Ryan O'Reilly line Uh, I haven't decided which yet um one thing I think the Ryan O'Reilly line is going to see Joel Erickson Eck like that would that's the matchup that would make sense to me so going down to Shen Schwartz Tarasenko is probably the play because then they avoid that brutal matchup. So that's where I'm going to be uh, on the St. Louis side. On the Minnesota side, uh, I think the only thing I might play is 4,100 Matt Dumba because he's coming back uh, back in the lineup tonight after a few games out with injury, and I suspect his ownership won't be very high. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm off St. Louis, especially if our ownership is accurate on the Shen Schwartz-Tarasenko line like just one of the more popular lines uh, going into Minnesota, you got a low total and then Pareko, like since Pareko has been out, they've just been really bad looking uh, especially defensively. So I want to figure something else out on uh, the Minnesota side and it's probably going to end up being the Rask, uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello line. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I wish there was a secondary line that we could target with them. Like don't have much interest in Erickson at Greenway and whoever else, they're playing with Hartman and Fiala, maybe with Ryan, uh, Ryan Johansson, Marcus Johansson, 2,500 bucks there. Um, so maybe some sprinkles of both of the Minnesota top two, but man, if St. Louis one is going to be this popular, I mean, maybe they avoid uh, the Erickson Eck line, but Minnesota is still a pretty good defensive team in getting back uh, Dumba. I, is Susie going to be out? Is that what we said before the show? Yeah, the, I'm assuming it'll, it's going to be Carson Susie that's out, but just be aware it could be Brad Hunt, and that would completely change up their top PP unit. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go to Tampa and Dallas. We've got about four more minutes for these final two. Lightning, three implied total. Stars, 2.4. Vasilevsky, Odinger. Uh, are you on anything on the Dallas side, or is this a Tampa game for you? I had some interest in Gurianov and Pavelski um, as a two-man, but – I don't like stacking lines when I don't even know what the lines are going to be. Like we just don't have a lot of confirmation from Dallas. I like the Tampa side here, actually. Um, Point, Palat, and uh, Stamkos were put back together. 
uh, last game. It looks like they're going to be back together for this game. 2.9 expected goals for in their sample, 60% expected goal share. Um, I don't know if you've seen anything about Radic Fax's health, um, but, you know, there has been some stuff about him not being completely 100% lately. So um, I'm getting more to the Dallas or to the Tampa side, Tampa one. I think, you know, you talk about ownership. We looked, we talked, um, we, their ownership is like super, super low, like down in the Boston range, down near 2%. So I'm going to be in on Tampa. On the Dallas side, Miro Haskinen is the guy that's drawing my interest. He, I think he's been over 26 minutes in five straight games. So he's actually one of my favorite one-off defensemen on the entire slate. Yeah, Miro for sure, especially because his price is coming down, even though he's played a ton of minutes. So anyone playing that many minutes, I know his rates aren't like, elite levels but 4700 top power play i'm in for some of that as well and then headman i mean i know i talked about yossi but headman at you know maybe a fifth to a tenth of the ownership uh, as yossi i think is a pretty good pivot in some of your lineups and you can throw him in with tampa one that's not going to be a four man that people are getting to this is a low total for tampa's standards but you know back they've got the the big three guys back together uh, they're fully correlated and Dallas is hurting quite a bit. So maybe facts of injury, not too worried about him shutting them down uh, if he's not going to be a hundred percent. So I like some Tampa one here tonight, and then I'll be going to some of their third line uh, as well. Yanni Gord with Coleman and uh, Barkley Goudreau as a filler stack. All right, before we get to the last game, uh, looks like we're at uh, almost 80 likes. So that, I think that's pretty good. We could probably get that to over 100. We got 200 people, 200 plus watching right now. So if half of you guys hit the like button, we'll be getting to 100 in no time. And then subscribe to the channel. That is the best way you can help us out for free. Cliffy, I want to hear your hat trick pick uh, at some point here. So get that queued up. And we've got the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. 2.5 implied total for the Knights, three for the abs. Pacioretty, questionable to play. It looks like he's trending towards playing, uh, but this might be a Colorado game at low ownership for us here. Yeah, um, I'm assuming Pacioretty is out tonight. Like, it's the last game of the night. You, you have to kind of make a decision of whether or not he's in or out before you get there. So I'm assuming that he's out. Um, with Pacioretty off the top line this year, that line has just been, like, bad. 41.6 expected goals, 4 per 60, 41.9% expected goal share. Those are just terrible, terrible numbers. Like Colorado one is going to run them over if that's the case. Like, and with no Alex Pietrangelo still, right? Like their best, I'd say their best defenseman, you know, you can make an argument for Theodore. I don't know. don't want to get into that right now, but I missing their best defenseman and their second best two-way winger um like I, th- I think that's a you know those are big hits so yeah I'm in on Colorado one um I think they make a ton of sense um, as an ownership play you talked about their ownership there is almost none so Colorado is probably my favorite expensive stack of the entire slate yeah uh I mean I'm definitely gonna have more than the field on Colorado one that we're showing if you put them at five percent I want to have more closer to 10 15 somewhere in there uh I I will be jamming them in if I'm not getting to them organically and then I will say I love Colorado too as well. Great numbers of five on five. They're probably going to be matched up uh, against the Carlson Marshall Smith line. That line's not great defensively. Uh, so I'm all over Colorado too, even though the ice time for sod has been down. Uh, I think Kadri is going to carry them and he's my hat trick pick of the night. Actually Kadri at six K. I really, really love Colorado too. Who you got for your hat trick pick before we get out. I'm going to DJ Z bad. Mika Zibanejad tonight. Mika's Banishad? All right, there you go. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Looks like we're getting close to 100 likes. We'll get there once the show is done and some people trickle in. Thanks for watching. Good luck tonight. Cliffy and I will break it down a day from now.